Welcome to the Potion Podcast, your raw look at the hospitality industry, brought to you by SHC. What's happening, Shifters? Welcome back to the special World Class Canada Nationals 10th Anniversary Series. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the episodes. Um, there's a lot of episodes. <laughs> They're short, but there's a lot of episodes. Quick concession uh, covering all the competitors on the very first day, which we should have just finished. And then fast forwarding all the way through to the last competitors day, um, the last competitions where I got this opportunity to sit down with alumni and guest judges and just sort of have a chat and see how they feel about world class, especially in the 10th anniversary of the Canadian Nationals. And uh, I hope you're enjoying the episodes. And if you're enjoying the episodes, let me know. I'm having a blast again. Um, I may keep doing this, so you never know. But as always, team, thanks for the support. Bye. Okay, world class 10th anniversary for Canada, which is a big deal for someone who's been here since 2006. Um, And we've got a nice little plethora of people who have been to Canada multiple times and seen it grow from very, very small beginnings. Uh, in the way of Dennis, and then we've got Tim, who hasn't ever been here before. It's yeah, absolutely. Time. It's the first time in Vancouver, which is a pretty big hotbed for content culture in, in Canada. Yeah, I'm not sure they need another Australian in Vancouver. I don't think so. <laughs> Besides us. And yeah, it would be worse if it was in Whistler. Like, every second I was like, why did you live in Whistler? I was like, I left Australia to get away from Australia, so I didn't move to Whistler yeah, no. to hang out with a bunch of Australians. Completely nonsensical to move halfway across the world. Yeah. Um, Dennis, you've been coming here for a long, long time. Like, because Jenna was mentioning, like, you, you were with him in, in 2013 when he first yep. won. Um, and so you've been, you've been seeing the cocktail culture in, in Canada explode and, and grow over the years. Yeah, it grew a little bit, yeah. Uh, I think 2012, 2012 or something was the first time. I was with Bob Nolet in, uh, in Toronto, and we were actually, uh, I think the reserve team was just... just Put together uh, with the break two and uh, Diageo, and uh, we gave them a little uh, something about world class, and that they should join because it was amazing and everything. And uh, now we have our 10th anniversary, so uh, I hope we we did a little bit for it. But uh, yeah, since then I, I came uh, minimal once a year, except the COVID years, and sometimes even three times. So. Yeah. Yeah. And Leonard, you all sort of becoming a adopted. <laughs> Canadian's cocktail culture. 100%. I, I remember uh, the first time I met a group was uh, when Lauren Mode, past winner, brought a whole crew down to Speed Rack Seattle mm. uh, and then petitioned to allow uh, women from Canada to enter that comp. So we did. That year, Kelsey Ramage competed, Danny competed. It was crazy. So they all came in. Then we, uh, she obviously decided to start Speed Rack here as well. So we started Vancouver, passed it along to Evelyn Chick, uh, and then we did it in Toronto and two years, and then we went to Montreal. So we've been all over, and it has have really seen the the incredible explosion of the community. And I think it's because, you know, there was a great reaching out of between us all. And so, you know, that was always really fun to see. And we always felt, you know, everyone from Canada was like, you know, our brothers and sisters across the border and we'd see each other at tails and lots of, you know, a lot of people would be in the CAP program. I remember when Jenner was in it. So, you know, TK would be in Trevor Kelly. So it's, I felt like these were all just cocktail friends for such a long time. So it's really wonderful to see. And starting with last year, meeting so many new um, bartenders, it's incredible. 
And Tim, what's your f uh, impression of, of Vancouver and Canadian concert culture so far? Because you've only been here for like three days. Yeah, it's been, well, it's been incredible. I mean, uh, I haven't been out to enough bars, obviously, over the course of the last couple of days. Um, however, you know, the, 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 the people that I've met from Canada are obviously who have worked in cocktail bars. Some of them Australian, come back to Australia with that knowledge. Many others have stayed um, for, for good reason. You know, I see it as a, as a, as a, as a community, um, much like it is down in Australia. I think there is no pretense or cynicism or there's less jadedness towards the industry and there's a real positive vibe and I've seen that over you know over the 10 years or the nine years that Canada's competed in world class I'm very thankful that Canada weren't competing when I was competing as well because <laughs> I wouldn't be here today <laughs> they've always done well right so yeah I think Grant brought it up too is that I think as Australians we have a competitive nature but we all want to help each other as a community as well so yeah. you're helping everybody but you also want to make sure you win you know, also want to beat them but you'll help them out till the very last second of that competition and you're like no I'm going to I'm going to win yeah. this one myself well I mean my, one of my favourite sayings is a rising tide lifts all ships and it's the same applies I think in cities in countries where there is a community and people support each other, bartenders support each other, uh, they share knowledge, um, they share insights and they promote each other's good work. I think it can only do good for the industry in that particular city and, and, and wave the flag for their particular country. And Dennis, you've been, you've been doing this long enough, like I was talking to Jenna and 10 years feels like a lifetime ago. And we, I think we've all been in the industry long enough now. Like 2012, 2013 isn't, isn't only a 10 years ago when we first started World Class. And I look back at what we were doing in 2012 compared to that and 10 years before that when I first started the industry. It's, it's kind of crazy the evolution of concert culture and bartenders here in Canada. And you've been along for the ride the whole way. And you've seen every year World Class getting a little bit harder, a little bit harder, a little bit better. Um, have you enjoyed the evolution and the push behind the Canadian community? Yeah, I think I said it the other day, if, if I have to escape the Netherlands, I will probably go to Canada. <laughs> um, I don't have to yet, so don't worry. But, but it finally uh, seems. It is, it is very, it's very similar to, to, to Dutch being or something. So I, I get along with Canadian people very easily. Um, so that, that, that helps, of course, and, and just growing the industry is what, why we do this job. So definitely me, and I think it counts for you too as well. So uh, just putting your little effort in there to, to help uh, getting my brother or anybody else that we know better drinks, uh, that's why we're here. So yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a, a huge uh, joy to, to see that it is growing and that it, is, it keeps on growing. And Linda, you've got an interesting uh, perspective as well because you help out so much in the US world class and then you get invited up here to do Canada. How do you see their programs for nationals? Uh, do they mirror each other? Are they a little bit different? Um, so I know USBG looks after a lot of that work and because you're a bigger market, you have multiple different regionals and everything leading to the nationals. Do you see the program having similarities or do you feel like Canada has a standalone sort of craziness? Well, I think what I what I love seeing here, what really impacted me last year, is that I've known a lot of the you know global competitors from the Canadian uh, group um, individually, and last year I got to meet them as a whole, and I was really taken 
I'm really, really pleased to see what a real family unit they are. They, you know, they're, they really are tight knit. I see them really as um, being all having different skill sets and really being very invested in building that community and, and wanting to pass along what they've learned in a very organic way. So I thought that was really nice. I think, you know, we're a little more scattered all over the place in the US. And so I thought, you know, that unity that they still have is really beautiful. Um, and I know we all started around the same time having the competitions. Um, and it's just very different. I think what I see here too is what's interesting is that um, the provinces are have their differences, kind of like the US, but we have listed a lot more of those. <laughs> so the differences are more minute, but I feel like you really can see some DNA and culture between them. And then it's also nice to see some of the newer markets. You know, I've never been to Alberta, um, but meeting the bartenders from there, a lot of them are, you know, doing like what they do. They reach out, they're reading books, they're finding their resources everywhere. And then when they're here, they're so open and they really want to learn and they ask questions. They're not afraid to be vulnerable. And so I thought that was really uh, impactful. And I see that same uh, vibe this year of, you know, wanting to learn and grow and being very open. It's in the community. New, especially with how many new competitors mm. as time as there is this year. That's the industry yeah. right now. Just to say on that, on that point exactly, I find one of the great things that World Class does, I mean, I always say, people ask me all the time, has, has winning World Class gotten harder? I, I would say the top five bartenders, top 10 bartenders in some years, all equally throw a blanket over them, could win and all as talented as each other. That's kind of mirrored year to year. But underneath that, over the course of the, the years that World Class has, has, has gone on, the competitors underneath that have gotten better and better. So on a global scale, we find all those emerging markets, the bartenders have gotten better and better and better. So they all have a much higher chance of winning, which opens up that general five to 10 to almost like 15 to 20. But even less so than that, I find in Australia especially, and it might be the same in Canada, that it's not just the top cities that we're finding great bartenders in that could represent Canada or Australia. It's places in those tiny little spots which you thought, wow, they, they do cocktails there? There's a cocktail <laughs> bar there? You know, and that's just it. I think I find that world class, because of the nature of the education with the world class studios that goes in it before you even get to the finals or before you even compete, I think just helps bartenders network and, and, you know, and get smart about the brands and get smart about the industry and techniques. And that's a good segue to my next question. Is, with the way Michael sort of gears the nationals, that he has sort of a, a picky poo at uh, what's going to go and happen at the globals, and he tries to replicate as much as possible. Um, that sort of programming, uh, setting the national winner up pretty much to be 65% has competed as a, on a global sort of scale. Um, do you see that replicated in, in your markets in the Netherlands and in, in the US and Australia, or is it more still very? This is what we're going to do to get our people ready for the globals. Um, yeah, I guess it, it, it really depends on the market. Yeah. I mean, some. I mean, if I'm if I'm perfectly honest, some markets have a better opportunity to invest in, uh, in in their program, and I think everyone understands that the more you can invest in the program, the the better you're going to set your bartender up for success. Uh, so it's just, you know, we're, we're very fortunate, I think, in places like Canada that um, you see people like Michael, who runs the program here, understands that. And, you know, Canada sets their bartenders up uh, incredibly well to do very well. And uh, I always find, besides the Canadian bartender, you know, him or her coming close to winning it every year, underneath that, there's always a, a ready, willing, and able bunch of understudies that would be suitable <laughs> replacements that could compete the year after or the year after that. So I, th I, th I think I think the more you invest 
uh, the better the outcome. With, with you doing the US, um, are you seeing the, the challenges this year gain harder and harder and harder, especially for these first time, like I talked to him, I interviewed him on Wednesday when we sat down, I was like, have you competed before? Like, no, first time doing world class, I'm like, oh. <laughs> and this year we didn't have a regionals, so right. usually regionals is pretty tough and usually gets everybody's teeth cut, ready to go for nationals. Um, and there's six people who haven't competed ever at world class this year. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of changes, and I think Tim is absolutely right. It depends on how how much access um, and who believes in the programs in the different places. Um, the U.S. also is doing changes. Uh, the regionals are actually happening at the same week of the finals, so it's going to be a very condensed and very stressful um, event rather than a regional have time to breathe yeah. absorb and come back so it they're definitely going to be reacting and thinking on their feet a bit more and i think that's what's going to happen here i mean that i think from the first challenge i got to judge the other night uh to tonight i think we're going to see people have learned things pick things up um but i'm impressed at how incredibly um composed they all are mm -hmm. like for a first the, a lot of the, the ones who even i i know are first time i'm like oh you seem really comfortable you know with yourself to like present this way and I, I think I give them a lot of credit for having that uh, you know to being brave enough to just say yes I'm ready to step on that stage and do it and so um, that's been really nice to see I haven't seen any shaky hands or anything I'm like wow I'm like they're if, you, if I didn't know there was not originals I wouldn't have known so I think that's that's really great to see and how's the Dutch how's the, cause the Dutch community is fantastic like Amsterdam's got a fantastic cocktail culture how is the, the Dutch finals ready get ready for the, the globals so is it similar to everywhere else now like the US Australia Canada that sort of thing sort of um, but I think to step back on, on Canada I think here in Canada you're so lucky that you have somebody dedicated for so many years uh, and brings back as Michael <laughs> ruthless yeah, because he wants to win he but, but he, he's been to all these finals and, and he, and he keeps that, that knowledge in the team. And, and there's, I don't know any other country that has a similar setup. So that's definitely an advantage. And also a heads off to Michael to keep the community so close. Because uh, January is still here, 2013. And, and last year's winner is here. You know? So that's, that's kind of a, a, a beautiful thing for me. We've only lost one to a competitor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not so bad. Happens sometimes. You know? And then the yeah. ether John McCurr in the mix. It's like, these, this competition is just going to be insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's a definitely thing, and and the Netherlands, of course, as a market, is such a. It's for us. It's important because it's our home market, but it's such a small, room with 17 million people, you know, and. Yeah, uh, nobody understands what we're actually saying, uh, <laughs> and, and we actually don't care so much. Yeah. The Dutch are very. Uh, ask uh, Tim. He lives in the in the, in the city now for a year, I think, a little more. Year and a half. Yeah. I'll and uh, remember you moved to yeah. yeah. <laughs> and go to a restaurant. They will yeah. they will immediately give you shit probably, and they you know it's not like in the US. Oh, so happy you're here. So they have to apologize <laughs> for spending money in, <laughs> yeah. in restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very different setup, you know. It's not. Yeah. It's, yeah. We don't mean bad, but it's it just it's a different personality. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> to Aussies we do, but uh, no, so it's it's a very different thing. So yeah, it's um, it is important, of course, uh, but it's a small market. Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say one more thing. I think to the whole thing about the training of them. I, what I have loved seeing is obviously the speed challenge changes. I'm gonna give speed a little bit of credit because it did start after we started doing it. Um, but that speed challenge is, is so important because it is real um, experience for them, um, and the nationals that incorporate that well 
uh, have higher success rate. I have seen that for the globals. So when you get to that point, um, I think the countries that understand that that is an important part of, is become a very important part of how we get um, cocktails and guest hands at the right pace. You know, we're not no longer just watching someone with 20 minutes, you know, because there's plenty of that within the world class of being able to focus on one serve, but that idea of actually having to be a working bartender, um, seeing that come through and pull through and this and places that really train on that is I think it I think a lot of old school bosses which I can pretty much include all of us in that. But we all started in nightclubs and pubs <laughs> and, and bars and so like needs a class when you're a speed bartender rolls over to like the, the challenges and the those sort of like more pace things that you were were saying. But um, thank you so much for saying that. We're only a couple of hours off from finding out who won this year. So I'm really, I'm kind of nervous. I got got two people from my market and one. Absolutely. Wow. And and my kid is actually, my younger bartender is actually in the finals this year. So it's been nervous for a a bar dad a little bit this week. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much for hanging out. And I appreciate the brown paper bag that you left in the room. (laughs) I've no chance to open it yet, but I'll have a look after the winners announced. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. <laughs> this guy. Thanks for listening, Pro Shifters. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I really enjoy sitting down with friends and peers and uh, just chatting about the industry and getting down to the nuts and bolts of what's really going on out there. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, everything on all the platforms. Just hit it up and I'll do my best to answer any queries or questions you have. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye.